This is Spoken by Ellsworth, a Femdom Hypnosis podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Plus, visit my website for sessions too intense to be included here. Visit my Patreon to collect your free codes for sessions. Today's episode is a celebration of all things Sissy Made themed. I'm celebrating because I'm releasing a trio of new sessions in that genre, and it includes things like spankings, and verbal and other types of humiliation, all in the context of my high protocol headspace, where I can enjoy acting out all of those femdom fantasies, you know, the ones that overlap with British period dramas, stuffy class systems, and, (laughs) and of course, men in adorable little uniforms. So the quickest of quick refreshers, I have a number of made-themed sessions, and they're focused on three distinct made personas who I've given the names Margaret, Pixie, and Prissy. You might already know a little about them, and I'm willing to bet most of you do. You might already feel a certain affinity to one more than the others, And that's okay. Uh, In fact, that's good. I'm making all the May training trigger sessions easily available to you, and will point you to them so that you can learn more if you wish. Now, today's podcast, it includes a number of pieces from May training sessions. There's a variety of different ideas to follow on from the staircase induction that you're going to be hearing shortly. And this is all shared in the same fashion as the rather popular episode 83, More Mind Control. There is no perfect narrative, but there are a lot of entertaining pieces that I'm pretty entertained by the fact that I'm sharing them with you. So there's a little more than 20 minutes of fun queued up, and you can listen somewhere private if you need to. I'm sure that you'll enjoy this time together that way. And after you've heard what I have to share with you today, there are some more odds and ends I'd love to tell you, some messages I'd love for you to hear, and some thank yous that I think are well-deserved. Now, it's time to begin. This is an auditory experience. There are so many things that I enjoy teaching you. So many of my specific preferences and pleasures. So many ways that you can trip up, too. I love to correct you on those mistakes. The mistakes that you don't even know that you're making. When I correct you, I prefer to do it in a way that ensures that you'll never make that mistake again. But today, different methods will be employed by someone else. You find yourself in a room designed for education. 
a small classroom, an old-fashioned classroom. The room has been set up for your training. This means that the heavy wooden desks have been pushed up against the wall, leaving a larger, empty area in the middle of the room. It is here that you stand, hands neatly folded at your waist upon your clean white apron. Your instructor has written her name in the center of the dark green chalkboard. The swooping cursive letters spell out her name, Ms. Birch. A strikingly apt example of nominative determinism. This severe, slender woman clearly employs the very implement she is named after. Though at this moment, the cane is securely held under her left arm, ready to be seized, wielded like a weapon, if required. Now already an image of Miss Birch has begun to form in your mind. You can picture Ms. Birch exactly as your subconscious has decided to paint her, with the exception that she is not me. If your mind began to picture your tutor in the same or similar way it pictures me, then all know, sweetheart. No, you'll need to take the time to correct this now. To picture a long and grand staircase. Your mind has already likely decided if that staircase has rich textured wallpaper or wood paneling. It might be straight or curve around and maybe it's carpeted. And if so, It might have those gleaming brass bars running across each step, holding that carpet in place. However you picture the staircase, know now that it has exactly 100 steps, and that you are standing at the very top. Start walking down the staircase now. I will count down each step for you. 199 You've walked down this staircase before. 94 
already know 76. exactly what is waiting for you at the bottom. 74, 73, 72, 71. The inevitability and familiarity. 69, 68, 67. 66, 65, 64, 63, 62, 61, as you walk 60. down the stairs, 59, you can feel 58, any lingering 57, leaving your body, 56, 55, 54, 53, you know that at the bottom of this staircase, a hallway stretches out for you, 48, 47, 46, 45, you know that it will be dimly lit. Sturdy doors 31. lead to the left and the right. 30, 29, 28, 27, 26. Each door is shut. 25, tight. 24, 23, 22. You know that each one has its own purpose. But the details don't 19, matter right now. 18, What matters is that 14, one door will be open. 30, just a crack. 12, 11, 10, 9. Light spills out of that open door seven, into the hallway. Inviting you into the room within three, two, one, zero. You're here now at the bottom of the stairs. The door to your dressing room is open, and it's time for you to walk inside. You exit your dressing room, going deeper into my home in this shared headspace. The hall we stand in is bright and exactly what you expected to see. I give you two clothespins and a dark red lipstick. 
Once you've applied the lipstick, you will place those in your apron pocket and find me. Feel yourself curtsy. Feel the thrill of having a reason to curtsy to me. Deep, almost demure. You look up at me, your thick lashes framing your gorgeous eyes and they twinkle. I smile and turn. Entering a room off of the hall, you instinctively know this is the sitting room. You have no reason to worry or wonder if you will get lost. You belong in this place. You belong with me. You belong to me. I have things to do and you have a somewhat hopeful list of chores. The book of expectations is always available if you need a refresher. As new rules are needed, I have you write them in. Every sentence begins with your name. Pixie is. Pixie will. Pixie never. Pixie always. You ache for me over the next hour. You are sure to busy yourself in the room that I'm in, bending over to pick up an invisible lint, reaching high to dust off a bookcase. You even pay special attention to the heart on hands and knees, bottom wiggling, sweeping out those non-existent ashes. All of this is for an audience of one, for me. I wait a little longer, leaving my flirtatious pet in a state of crackling anticipation. It's only when I see you arranging my books incorrectly that I walk over to you. <sighs> Pixie, you know better. My voice trails off as my hand finds its way around your waist, pulling you back. Don't you? Yes, madam, is the polite reply, and my hand releases you, sliding around, up under that skirt and squeezing your amazing bottom. Oh, wait. Yes, madam, that's the reply my other maid would give that polite reply, but you, you're a pixie, and of course you say, no madam, I do not. Isn't that so, so naughty? Can you imagine what that might be for? One 
one thing you've had plenty of practice in is getting dressed in your different uniforms. Today, you'll certainly note the slightly rough texture of the crinoline petticoat. It has two simple straps that will run over your shoulders to hold it up. And so, it'll have to go on before your dress. Then there's your garter belt, stockings, and the dress itself. And your uniform isn't complete without your high heels. Take some time now to experience the sensations of donning each piece. Roll the stockings up your legs. This is a sensation I know you always enjoy. Now fix each of the six garter tabs in place, one at a time. Remember to step into your dress to avoid making a mess of your makeup. Now slip on your shoes. Do you need to sit or carefully bend to fasten them? You're all ready and doesn't it feel wonderful, Prissy, to be completely ready to serve your proper purpose? I almost, almost envy you. If only because you're totally free to set aside every other part of your personhood in this moment and indulge in this single facet. Too bad the part you're left with is this shameful sissy slut. I promise you I have no desire to take on that role. Walk over to the mirror, not the one at your makeup table, but the full-length one that hangs on the wall. That's where you're going to be kneeling for the rest of this time. That's where you're going to make sure that Perfect practice makes perfect. And my aim? (laughs) My aim is well practiced. A talented musician could score a symphony on this perfectly positioned stave. But the only music I can hear is your sniffling. Did I draw tears to your eyes? I'll give you just a moment to fully experience everything that's going on in your mind. Everything. Every sensation that's crying out for your attention. And after that moment, I'll tell you to stand up I do forgive you, Margaret, 
but this isn't enough. Pass me the scissors. You had noticed them, of course. A heavy pair of stainless steel dressmaker shears on the tabletop. Wrap your fingers around the closed blades. Don't hesitate and offer them to me. You're certain that I wouldn't, couldn't cut you with them. It's never my intention to injure you like that. But you hear the blades open and close once, twice, and a moment later, I'm pulling at your dress. With quick but careful cuts, I destroy this gifted garment. The smooth back of the scissors graze your chest. You can feel them, the skirt of your dress easily falling away. My intent is obvious, to deny you the privacy of hiding your welts beneath your clothing. And I'm wondering if this is worse than the fact that I'm ruining what was once a gift, a sign of my respect and trust in you. I'm wondering if this is worse than the pain I gave you just a moment earlier. You will walk back through my home, back to your dressing room, for some much needed time of reflection. I sincerely doubt that you will go entirely unnoticed, but at least you have those words I offered, that I forgive you. The time has come to wake from trance, to end this little dance. Punishment is an important part of training a good servant, and you want to be the best servant. So require only the best, most carefully chosen punishments. Even though it is time for you to wake, I know that you will take these lessons with you. Whether you choose to drift off into a restful sleep after our time together, or otherwise you just go about your day, you can reflect on how I've made you feel and how I want you to act differently in the future. How you want to improve yourself for me. I have faith in you. I know that you can be a better servant. And when you need me to help you be better, know that I love to give you this. Did everything sink in? If you think you exceeded expectations in all areas, then I'm sure you're ready to move on. But if not, don't worry, you can take the same tuition again whenever you're ready. I know you. I know that you want to be perfect. As close to perfect as it's possible for you to be. And I know that you can be truthful with yourself. 
if you're ready to move on to the next lesson, then know that I am proud of you. Know that I am aware of how lucky I am to have you serve me. Now, it is fast approaching time to awaken from this state of trance. As you awaken, you will remember all you learned. You will retain your personal image of Ms. Birch. And most importantly, your feelings about the cane she was holding at the start of the lesson. You will remember all these details because I know, and because you know, that they will help you be a perfect, pleasing maid, the maid you want to be. Now be ready to wake up, to wake up and out of trance. You may choose to fall into a natural sleep or fully awaken and go on with your day. Zero, one, feeling energy and pride through your body. Two, coming up not so deep. Three, feeling the trance lighten, feeling yourself lighter. Four, feeling happy, confident, connected and close. Five, fully up, out of trance, ready to fall into a natural sleep or to go on with your day. Now, my dear one, I do hope that you enjoyed yourself with today's hazy collage. I know how much my work is appreciated by the majority of my listeners because I enjoy all of your kind words and I also enjoy the generous gifts that continue to arrive from my Amazon wishlist. Now, my most prolific gift giver has been R for quite a while. Little charms, expensive collectible card games, doggy toys. I'm a woman of complex tastes. Many thank yous have been earned by R, who I've recently tormented with a few too many, uh, releases in a short period. How many was it? I think six or so over three days. But that doesn't sound too bad when you put it like that. Thanks to, to T and to my dear pup who both uh, sent Magic the Gathering boosters. I have had a blast teaching some people to draft this game and I really love the anime inspired artwork coupled <laughs> with these these quirky fairy tale themed cards. Uh, it's been a lot of fun sending like an army of gingerbread men into battle. So thank you for that. Um, if you want to know exactly which magic things I'm talking about, go look at my wish list on Amazon. It's all there. And thank you again to another T. Nope, I'm gonna start with thanks to. Sorry, I misread that. Okay. Thanks to, uh, to another T, who has gifted me music, not once, but twice. Um, a new Alexa, well, 
this one is named Ziggy, <laughs> who wakes me in his Australian accent each weekday and tells me the headlines. And a vinyl record, I wanted to give a spin. Um, it's very different for me. It's by Riverside, it's ID Entity, and it's actually just... It reminds me of some others. I'm not going to give spoilers. If you know who I'm talking about, um, the ID Entity by Riverside, let me know who you think they sound like. Um, not just recent people, but the whole spectrum, and let me know. Uh, I want to see if we have a similar take on it. The uh, turntable, it's been a wonderful addition to my home. Setting up my own listening room and enjoying some mindful listening. I'm going to call it mindful listening because it really makes it sound like I'm doing something highly intellectual. Now, I still do blast, you know, the pop music from all the decades because sometimes you just don't know if you need something from the 90s, the knots, or, you know, 60s or whatever for, you know, getting some stuff done. And honestly, by now, most of you probably realize that none of my maids ever really get that much of cleaning done, right? So the new maid sessions, they're all linked in the YouTube descriptions or in the podcast blurb. There is a code available that will give you easier access to the hypnotic triggers that go along with all the sessions in my shop. That's on the spokenbyelswith.com. They're not essential to enjoy the sessions, but if today is the first time that you've met Margaret, Pixie, and Prissy, then this is a great opportunity to learn more. And a final thought from a conversation I had with P on Patreon. P had given me a lovely compliment saying, um, your voice is just so wonderful. I wondered the other day if you've ever done voiceover work. Now, P must have caught me in a whimsical mood, um, which actually isn't too hard, because I asked what anthropomorphic animal I would be cast as if I were to get myself hired as a voice artist for an animation. Now, P suggested a silky smooth lady snake who would coil herself around. Yeah, that probably is enough to get your imagination flowing, right? Serpentine hypnotic suggestion a la the Jungle Book, you know? But let me know, did you have a different idea in your head? Because even though such a session might have people accusing me of, of being a furry, and hey, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with furries, I've been called <laughs> much worse things, um, you know, mostly by guys who ask for chastity and denial, and then suffered a change of heart. So what's your answer to the question? You've heard the Dryad session in episode 87, but what animal spirit can you imagine taking hold? Or perhaps there's some other version of this fantastical daydream that you want to share. Well, I want to hear it. <laughs>